Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Alright, well welcome. It is Thursday, and today is time for another episode of A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I remember uh, a couple weeks ago I was drinking a uh, Heady Topper while I was recording, and today I've got here a, um, a kale smoothie, which is nothing like that, nothing like a heady topper. And when I say kale smoothie, I mean exactly that. It is essentially just kale. What I do is I freeze the kale in the freezer, and then I put it in the blender and put some lemon juice and some water, and that is essentially it. Um, and it does not taste very good. It's very bitter. Got a little bit of an edge with the lemon juice, but um, I drink it for uh, for the vitamins and the minerals and um, just health purposes in general. Lemon juice is also really good for your liver. Mm, yeah, very good. Anyway, um, which will come into play in, in this episode as well. But uh, today's episode is is going to be related to my normal topics of discussion, but it is a little bit of a different episode. It's going to be a little personal and also just a little, shall we say, pastoral, I guess we could say. But um, this weekend I spent some time, unfortunately... Or fortunately, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but depending on how you look at it, I had to spend some time at a funeral. And um, this funeral was um, a really close friend of mine in the past. And um, I hadn't seen him in a long time, you know, and he, you know, he was, um, he was a, a guy I, I, I got to know in college. Um, and he, we, I, after college, I moved to New York City. And then a couple of years later, he moved to New York City. And so, and we had kind of like a core group of friends that we, you know, we hung out every day at, at, at the University of Maryland. And then when we lived in New York, we basically hung out almost every single day then as well. And um, he was somebody that I partied with all the time. If you know a little bit about my history, you know that when I lived in New York, you know, for the beginning part of my time in New York, um, I was pretty crazy. I mean, I, I did a lot of uh, illicit drugs. I drank a lot. I partied a lot. And that was before I became a Christian. And then when I became a Christian, um, some of those things I didn't want to do anymore. Some of those things I still wanted to do, but I knew I, sh- I shouldn't or I couldn't do. And so over time, I, I lost touch with, with this group of friends because that's what they were doing. And, and I used to do um, all kinds of, of different drugs with this kid. And um, he's not a kid. He's an, he's an adult. Anyway, um, so, so this is someone that I was, I was very close with, you know, and, um, we definitely had, um, a lot of really, f- you know, fun times. We also had a lot of bad times because, you know, when you are partying, you know, some of it is jovial, some of it is nice and other aspects of it are, are really horrible, you know, in, in many ways. And so, um, I hadn't talked to this guy in a while. In fact, the last time I spoke with him was probably about six months ago on just on Facebook, and he reached out to me to ask me about Bitcoin, of all things. <laughs> but anyway, so he, he suddenly died, um, and parts of, you know, I won't tell you exactly how he died, but um, there were aspects of it that were out of his control, just, you know, luck of the draw kind of thing, God's providence. And there were aspects of it that, you know, were in his control. Um, and so it's it's just a really... And, I, and obviously that's part of God's providence too. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is there were things that, that had just happened to him and things that he was, uh, you know, responsible for as well. Um, you know, and so, so, so I was at that funeral this weekend and it was, it was really sad in many ways. I mean, this was a very close friend of mine. I spent a lot of time with this guy, 
but at the same time, you know, funerals are weird like like that because, you know, they're very sad. You you wish you didn't gather to for this purpose, but you're you're kind of glad that you're seeing people you haven't seen in a long time. And I I got to reconnect with some of these some of these guys that I spent, you know, lots of my days with back when I lived in New York City. And so that was really nice. You know, we had a good time to, to sort of reminisce and and catch up and 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 learn about how things have changed and, and stuff like that. Um so so anyway, so 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 what I was what I, what I want to talk about today is something that happens at pretty much all funerals. Um and definitely this one is no exception, but but it's also something that I think we can we can use to sort of our advantage to make sure that we are seeing the world the way it really is instead of the way we want it to be or the way we wish it was or the way people want us to think it is. Uh what I mean by that is you know, at this guy's funeral, you know, usually at funerals, there's a time for people to talk about the person who's passed away. And when when people do that, you know, I mean, this is traditional, and I think it's appropriate to really focus and emphasize on the good aspects of that person's personality. And in and, and the case of my friend, there were a lot of things about him that were, were very good. I mean, one of the things that many people said, and I, and I hadn't really thought of it this way, but it's definitely true, is that when he spoke to you, he, he really made you feel like you were the most important person in the room. And that is something that I do not have. I, I really do not have that. And I work on that because I know that's a very good trait to have. But when he would ask you questions, it, it definitely at least seemed like he was genuinely interested in your answers. And that makes you feel really good. And, and, and that was something that he was very good at. The other thing that he was very good at is, is just sort of... Um, you know, just, just, you know, he could always kind of count on him. I mean, you could, you could ask him to do a very difficult favor. And most times when you're when, I mean, if, if you're like me, you get asked to do a difficult favor and you're like, oh, fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he wasn't like that. He would do it. You know what I mean? He would do it and it, and, it, and it was no problem at all for him. So there was a lot of aspects about this guy's character that were really good. But as these people are speaking about him, um, I know that there are also, I knew this guy very well, there's also a lot of dark side to this guy, you know, and I was participating in many of these things, you know, that, that he was participating in. And, and so I know that this one dimensional sort of viewpoint of my friend is not accurate. It, it, it's, it's not fake news. I mean, it's, it's, it's true that he had these good aspects and good qualities to him. But at the same time, he, he had a real dark side. And um, there were things that were going on in his life, even up to the point where he died that, you know, that shouldn't have been, you, you know what I mean? And um, so, so I started thinking about this. And I wondered, you know, what are people going to say at my funeral, right? Because, you know, they're going to say lots of nice things about me. But the people in the in the pews, you know, they're going to know the real me and they're going to know that this is not exactly accurate. Um, there were a lot of good things about me, hopefully, but there are also a lot of things that were negative and things like that. And so I started thinking like, pe- people are not one dimensional. You know what I mean? People aren't like that in, in real life. You know, you get one viewpoint of somebody and you ignore everything else. And and that, that's just not how people are. People are complex. You know what I mean? People have different aspects to them. People have different emotional states and people have different, you know, priorities and competing priorities and things like that. So, so, so the, the whole reason I bring this up is because, you know, if, if you find yourself, if you find yourself with a sort of a, a one dimensional sort of one sided 
view of somebody, there's a good chance that you're really not being fair to that person. Let me give you a personal example, and then we'll talk about some other examples that I think are relevant to this this channel and this and this this ep, this series. Um, so my own personal life, right? So I have, you know, I wouldn't call them feuds, but I've got conflicts with people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine that. Uh, good old AD has has conflicts with certain people, and. Um, you know, I mean, look, the reality is that I think that I'm right in these conflicts. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, obviously, if I if I didn't believe that I was right, I wouldn't be acting as if I was. You know, if I believed I was wrong, I would apologize, I would repent, you know, things like that. Um, but but here's what I've uh, I've come to notice about some of my conflicts, you know. Over time, as, as the conflict sort of kind of marinates, you know, and, and again, this is not really necessarily due to me. I'm, I'm usually very quick to reach out to people, but, you know, it takes two to tango, right? Um, as the conflict sort of marinates and, and, and the divide sort of is allowed to continue over time, I start to get a really one-sided view of the person I'm in conflict with. And I start to, I start to, to think about them as if they're always doing something wrong to me or in general. And I start to be suspicious of them. You, you know what I mean? And, and I start to wonder, I mean, should I even take anything that they say seriously? See, once you start to think like that, and, and, and this is actually something that's been very recent. Like I was talking to my wife the other day about uh, someone I'm in a conflict with. And, and I made the comment that, um, you know, he, this person's lied to me so often, I can't trust anything that they say. And, and there's a certain sort of logic to that, but at the end of the day, that's not really true necessarily. I don't have to question absolutely everything about somebody if I know that they've lied to me a few times. And you see, this is this is the thing. So I start to have a very one-dimensional view of a complex person. We know that people are complex. We know that we lie sometimes. Does that mean that everything that we say is untrustworthy? Do you see what I'm saying? So like, oftentimes we can allow for complexity with ourselves, but with other people, we start to make them one dimensional, we start to make them flat. And when you start to do that, that's a really big warning sign that maybe you should pump the brakes a little bit and really check yourself before you start judging people inappropriately. Do you see kind of what I'm saying here? Because people aren't one dimensional. They just aren't. Let's talk about a different example. Let's talk about a different example. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump. I mean, this is this is serious because if you if you look at media coverage of Donald Trump and you look at people talk about Donald Trump who don't like him, for example, literally anything that he could do is wrong, no matter what it is. It could be the best thing ever, but media coverage of it will be negative, most likely. And the people who hate him, these people who have, you know, we call it Trump, Trump derangement syndrome, right? No matter what it is, He's wrong. They're against it. He's evil. He's literally Hitler. He's a fascist. He's just doing fascist things. And you see, this is a very one-dimensional view of Trump that people have. And it's not accurate. It's not accurate. And people aren't like this. Even Donald Trump isn't like this. People aren't one-dimensional like this. And so you see the news coverage. So, so Donald Trump could, you see this in, in comedy shows all the time where they'll say, here's something that Donald Trump said. Um... And it'll be, it'll be a quote, whatever. And they say, what do you think about it? And they'll say, well, I'm against that. That's just evil. I can't believe what, what a Nazi. And it turns out it's something that Barack Obama said. You know what I mean? Like, so you can see it's just derangement. They're not really thinking about the words. They're just saying Trump did it. He's one-dimensional. He's evil. Therefore, I'm against it. 
And you can do this in the opposite too. I mean, they do this as well. They, they'll, they'll read lines from Hitler, you know, literal lines that, that Adolf Hitler said, and they'll say, Barack Obama said this, and the people, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. And then they say, oh, it's Hitler. You see, you can do it in reverse. You can, you can have someone one-dimensional that everything they do is gold, and someone one-dimensional that everything they do is terrible. And when you, when you start doing that kind of thing, that's a really good warning sign that you're not appraising things appropriately. You're not judging things appropriately because we know that people are not one-dimensional. That's not how it is. It's not how it is at a funeral where everything nice is being said about the person. We all know deep down inside that that's not how it is, especially those of us who are closer with the deceased. And so that's a little bit of pastoral advice for you. You know, you got to really be careful about this. And, 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 and look, the Bible is, is excellent. You know, the antidote to these kinds of things is, 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 is always the Bible. When you start to read the Bible, you see that the Bible presents the heroes of the faith, people that say are, the people that it says are faithful people, people that love God, people that God uses to, to do great things and things like that, people that are in the covenant, that in the, in the kingdom of God, right? And they're complex. They're not one-dimensional. See, the Bible is, is so great because it presents these amazing people like King David. We always think about King David. And he's not one-dimensional. He's got me read the Psalms, and there's, there's facets to him. I mean, he's got sadness. He's got anger. He's got uh, courage. He's got, um, you know, it's just he's, he's got facets to him. People love King David. People love Peter as well. Peter is, this, is, this, is very similar Peter has got, he's got strong faith at times, and at other times, he's scared of little girls, and then at other times, he, you, you see what I'm he's, he's, he's multifaceted. Now, those are two regular people. Those are two regular Joes, and they, and they, you know, they've, got, they've got sins in their past. They've got good things, but even Jesus, who has no sin, right? Jesus has no sin. Jesus was absolutely, perfectly accomplishing the law of God at every step of his ministry. Even Jesus is multifaceted. We see a tender Jesus. We see a Jesus who, who will talk um, gently to people. We see a Jesus who will confront sin directly. We see a Jesus who will um, make a, a whip of cords and start driving out money changers. We see a Jesus who will, you know, insult people. We see a Jesus who, 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 who marvels at people's faith. We see a Jesus who, who calms the, 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 the seas. We see a Jesus who, you, know, you see what I'm saying? So, so like, even Jesus isn't multifaceted, isn't, uh, isn't, isn't uh, one-dimensional. I mean, if you, we, we talk about this all the time, but people have this idea of Jesus that he's just sort of like this hippie. And he's just like, oh, you know, consider the daffodils. And he's just very calm all the time. He's almost like, sometimes in my mind, I think of him as almost like Spock, where he's like, almost like emotionless. That's not Jesus. That's not the real Jesus. That's an idol. Jesus had emotions. Jesus wept. Jesus had anger at times. You see what I'm saying? Like Jesus, God is love, of course. But God also displays wrath. And so we can't just have a, only a wrathful God or only a loving God. Like, like, like we can't, and, and I say loving like that because and that's, that, that's, see, this is, this is me kind of falling into, into the, the difficulties of language here because uh, a, a loving God is a wrathful God. But the way we understand it, you know, the way most people in our world understand it is like, well, love and wrath, those are opposites. It's not really true, but you see what I'm saying? So like even Jesus is multi uh, faceted when it comes to um, the, the the behaviors he engages in and the things like that. Now he did it without sin. I don't do it without sin. 
But we can't have this kind of one-dimensional view of even Jesus because, you know, if you if you start to do that and you think, well, he was always just gentle and he just kind of used soft words. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Now, why is this important to my normal topic of social justice? Why is this important? You see, here's the reality. One of the biggest problems with, with social justice movement in general is just this this way that they create boogeymen that are one-dimensional. Boogeymen that are one-dimensional. And it's all based, I mean, a lot of it is based on skin color, for goodness sake. The stupidest divider that humanity has ever devised. We all know that this is stupid, but yet it's done all the time. You see these things where, you know, some white guys do something. Like we, we saw it just the other day with the abortion laws. Like a bunch of white guys uh, passed a pretty good abortion law. And, and, and people in the social justice movement were complaining because they were white. I mean, that is just so base, base level caveman style racism. Like it's the stupidest kind of racism you could possibly imagine to say, I'm just uncomfortable with it because you're white. Like you really need to take a good look in the mirror. See, it, the social justice movement, it paints white people in this one dimension. And this one dimension is all these white people, they're just concerned with keeping their power. That's all the, That's all they think about all day long. Well, it's maybe it's two things, keeping their white power and keeping black people down. That's all they think about. And you see, that's, that's making someone that is, you know for a fact is not one dimensional. That's trying to force them into being one dimensional. And when you start doing that, you can be very sure that you are in error. You are in error because people aren't like that. People aren't one-dimensional. You know, when I was sitting in the in the pews, you know, thinking about my friend, you know, I'm thinking, man, these are, you know, he, these people are so right about him. He was, he, he had all of these good, great qualities, but it's really not fair to, to sort of remember him only for that kind of stuff. I mean, it doesn't, it's not, it's not who he was really. I mean, it's not the time, you know, the funeral's not the time to put him on blast, obviously, but there are things in his life that we don't, we don't want to emulate. You know what I mean? We want to praise him for the good things that he did, but there are things in his life we don't want to emulate. And we have to remember those things too. And actually, you know, me and me and, and, and my other friends, you know, we got together the night before, you know, had a beer together with, you know, people I hadn't had a beer with in a long time. And we started talking about him and we talked about him in an honest way. We talked about him in a very honest way. We started remembering the things that we miss about him, the things that we loved about him, but also the things that, man, like if we could do it all again, we would, you know, we'd want to encourage him to maybe not do these things anymore. You know what I mean? And, you know, there were times when me and him had heart to hearts after I became a Christian, but, um, you know, I feel like some of it was a missed opportunity for me. I really do. And, And so anyway, that's just my, my advice here, you know, you know, let's 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 try to commit to not see people in one dimension i've got some people in mind that are on the other side of this social justice debate that to be honest i think of them in a very one-dimensional kind of way either he's just divisive he's just a liar he's just a dope like there are people that i think of in this movement and in everything that they say i imagine them saying it in a very dopey kind of way and that's not right because even those people who i think are dopes right they're not one-dimensional. They're not one-dimensional. They have competing emotions. They have competing desires and things like that. And it's not fair for me to, to, to think of them in that way. And so I just encourage you, you know, 
when you start to see the media doing this, painting someone in a certain way only, or when you start to do it yourself or things like that, um, remember that people people aren't like that. People aren't one-dimensional like that. And it's okay to call someone who is a liar a liar. I'm not saying that's not okay, but remember that that's not all they are. And remember that you need to show love to that person uh, all the same. Anyway, I hope this episode was helpful. God bless. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.